Welcome to Series 2, Episode 2 of On The Rocks Podcast. I'm Neil Jackson. And I'm Tom Bieber. Okay, so we're recording this uh, down Coney Beach in Porthcawl, South Wales. We've just been in for a, for a nice little dip for about 15 minutes or so. Water temperature was about 17 and a half degrees, which apparently is above average for this time of year. Um, but again, we still get the benefits of dipping. Felt got a bit of a shiver going on, and uh, so yeah, it was, a, it was a nice one. So we thought we'd record it in situ, as it were, in the car. Hopefully, the sound is okay. Anything you want to add to that before we get on? No, no, I've got a slight shiver as I'm uh, as I'm uh, recording this, and uh, if I drop my tea over the uh, laptop, that could be a problem. But we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Yes, so in this episode, it's really a continuation of the first episode where we were intending to talk about difficulties we've encountered and the positive ways perhaps we overcome things. Um, so to set the premise, I think a lot of people in life choose the sort of path of least resistance. And in some elements of my life, I do. I always go for the easy way out. But then there's certain things in our lives that we've chosen a difficult way and they we do encounter quite a few difficulties. So in particular, I'm thinking of, well, dipping, for instance. It's, it's not an easy thing to do, especially in the depths of winter, but we do it. But more so, you know, I've become vegan 10 years ago or so, stopped drinking 18 years ago and started sort of following a, the Dharma or a sort of Buddhist inclination path recently. And all three of those are very difficult. It, when you say difficult, I mean, I, find, I, I agree with you to, to a greater or a lesser extent, depending on the circumstances. And when, so let's take any one of those things. So taking, you know, adopting a vegan diet. I've uh, also done that, but a lot shorter time than Neil's been doing it. So I've been doing, I don't know how many years now, a few years. And generally speaking, it's not a problem in the slightest. But when you're going into certain places... There's still it's still very difficult to be able to um, you know to get the food, but particularly difficult sometimes people's attitudes towards it, and particularly I don't know some older generations and so on find it still find it bizarre that uh, this this even exists. So I just don't know. Do you have, do you ever experience challenges with it? Yeah, again, it's not internal, like you say, it's external. Uh challenges i mean when i first started becoming plant-based i mean i i say vegan but i sort of consider it the reason again we've been into this before in the previous episode series and perhaps we'll go back to it but the reason i became vegan was more to become whole food plant-based for health reasons you know all the literature and lots of books i'd read suggesting it was a much healthier way and it stopped inflammation which in turn helped my shoulder um but there was very few plant-based options available if you wanted to go out for food. And certainly there were not an awful lot of vegan food establishments mm. available. So it was difficult. You suddenly were restricting yourself for socialising and things like that. And if you did go out, you had to put up with second, you know, second-class sort of food options or have a salad or a plate of chips or something. Um, so that's got easier. I forgot what you asked yeah, me. No, I just said under, <laughs> under certain circumstances. I mean, you know, I mean, we we go to a really good restaurant called Luna's in Cardiff, and uh, you know, and, and it's it's a fabulous experience, and the people are there. It's you know, it's people who are you know obviously interested in this sort of thing anyway. 
But um, I was um, mentioned last time, went away down to North Devon, and um, and there were pockets of it that but it was just a, almost impossible to get any sort of uh, you know to get any to go out for a vegan meal. Yeah. It was just sort of bizarre. It was, people people couldn't understand it. So you know, under under different circumstances, it's still challenging. And uh, and like I say, an attitude to it can still be yeah. surprised. You can I be think... surprised by people how 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 difficult they find yeah, it. Yeah, because we're ingratiated and ingrained in the world of plant-based, mm. we think it, everyone knows it, and that's mm. part of the problem. Whenever you're sort of so insular, and mm. insular is perhaps the wrong word, but so so into it yourself, you just expect everyone else to mm. be able to know, oh, this is vegan, this isn't vegan. And as, you know, my parents have been very supportive, and whenever we go around there, they, uh, my mother's fantastic, and they'll quite often come to vegan restaurants with us. But it's just generally other people. Oh, yeah, we'll put on a vegan buffet for you and you turn up and there's still quiches or something like that. Mm, you know, yeah. and it's like, great, thank you. I appreciate what you've done. But it's difficult. And I think, you know, the, what the premise of this episode is, is the difficulties mm. and how we get around them. Mm. And, uh, and perhaps advice for people who are starting out and uh, are going this way. Mm. So, mm. you know, restaurants got a lot easier now. And... Uh, pretty much most mainstream restaurants will have a vegan option now i'd say there's very few it's more the independent ones which don't tend to and obviously if you try and go to a steakhouse and you're probably quite limited there mm. but um but certainly you know using the app happy cow which is available um is a great place to locate uh, vegan establishments or mm. options and that's very useful as well that, that's like my first go-to if i'm traveling is to get on the happy cow app and uh just search out where people are placed and again that's a nice example of community where uh, you know plant-based people around britain or around the world in fact have just reviewed and photographed and yeah because you, you go out for lots of meals anyway don't you you know and that's quite a yeah that's a, something that i don't do as much so if i'm going somewhere different just my, my general idea is that i'll take something i'll take something with me just you know yeah. Just to be on the safe side, because I, you know, I'll have it in the back of the, you know, like a, I don't know, some sort of rice and bean yeah. type. Uh, I think the standards I, uh, yeah. I used to carry a bag of poi lentils, like pre-cooked poi lentils yeah. in, a, in a plastic bag or quinoa or rice. Mm. And then I had a uh, tin of chickpeas or something and a few herbs and spices. Mm. And you can just mix it up into a sort of ready-made salad in seconds. And yeah, it was like a go-to and naked bars and uh, various mm. other, just a stock of stuff, especially if I'm traveling, you know, I, I can't rely on eating at airports or something like that. Mm. I, I tend to take quite a few naked bars and cereal bars of various sorts. Um, again, trying to be as healthy as possible. But again, it's just these difficulties. You, you have to plan ahead. Mm. It's like even mueslis, if I go to Spain, and I want to buy muesli for breakfast, half. And again, a lot of people don't realise a lot of mueslis are, are not plant-based. They, mm. uh, they, a, very much lots of milk. So I, I went uh, camping last week and uh, I go get some, I usually have um, like uh, overnight oats. So um, I, you know, I prepare that before, but when I was camping, I thought I'd make it really easier. I'll pick up some muesli and uh, pretty much all of them contain milk yeah. of uh, some description. And, uh, and you think, well, okay, all right. And then you look at actually what's in some of them as well. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a huge amount of stuff of uh, maltodextrin yeah, sugars, lots of, lots and, of other yeah. things in them. Yeah, which kind of you know, so it's easier to actually prepare some stuff you know in advance, and maybe that's 
you know, it encourages you to have more, you know, to, to think about what you're eating, that's for sure. It does. But again, you start feeling, uh, again, it's the f- not not feeling normal, perhaps, is mm-hmm. the thing. The difficulty is, it's like, well, why can't I just go here and have this? Because that's easy. If if I just had the Continental Buffet breakfast or whatever, yeah. it's just like, that's easy. Go and grab a croissant. That's easy. But, it, you know, we need challenge in our lives. Yeah. And I think that's part of what this... I tell you, I do, I, I, to go into that a bit more detail, I do find that difficult. When they're when it's uh, you know I go to a restaurant and um, and everyone's up, you know everyone else is having the um, whatever's whatever's on it and I'll say have you got any uh, you know have you got a vegan option and then all the autumn you know all those around it is like oh <laughs> even if they're not even saying even if they're not even saying it, yeah, yeah. it in my mind that's what they're thinking and it's like uh, I don't want. To make a fuss, I yeah. really don't. I'm not. In, I'm not trying. I'm not doing it to make a stand. Yeah. It's not a political thing for me, as far as I'm concerned. And I just, you know, is then it's just a simple option. You know, have you just got a vegan option? Have you got a, you know, a plant-based option? Would that would that not be a, a possibility? But um, so that that's perhaps says more about my lack of confidence in it. I don't know. Well, I don't no, I think it's, again, it's the not make, the wanting to make a fuss because I think a lot of some vegans get a bad rep or get mm. in you know it's like oh they're kicking up a fuss in a restaurant because mm. they haven't got free options yeah. or something and this you know it, it is a different way of being and you've got to accept that some places aren't going to cater and so yeah i don't like to kick up a mm. fuss i don't like to uh get on my high horse if they haven't got anything or uh, and i do feel sometimes you know wary but we, we talked about this the other day mm. the trust You've got to have that these people are accurate in mm. restaurants that they label this as vegan. You're just trusting that they yeah. they know what they're talking about. But I've definitely been to I think the chain restaurants again. They're pretty mm. hot on the allergens, yeah. so they know. But I I sometimes get a feeling some smaller places mm. are labeling stuff which definitely yeah. shouldn't be labeled. Yeah, I sort of go back on what I was saying there. Now there's, there's often the joke made about vegans, isn't it? How do you know? A, uh, how do you yeah, know? A, how do you know someone's a vegan? vegan yeah. they'll, they'll they'll tell you straight away yeah. and. And my my find my my experience is how do they know I'm a vegan? Someone else will tell them that I am. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not really. You know, it's yeah. like, I went I went to um, I tried to sort of downplay that in a restaurant we went to in North Wales once. I just said, "Have you got any anything that you know I'm um, was dairy free?" And uh, and um, oh yeah, we've got this dairy, and it was meat. And I because I didn't want to say vegan, yeah, yeah. this is not what I'm trying to say. I was trying to, yeah. And then uh, my, my son said he's after vegan food. <laughs> And I thought, you know, I know, I know I am, but I'm just, you know, I was trying to sort of uh, avoid that for some reason. And I think I just... No confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, perhaps some ego, egoic uh, impression of what a vegan is still in mm. our minds. You know, yeah. I've been sort of following vegan diet for 10 years. There's still some sort of, I don't know, view in my mind of some sort of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you know, somebody who's um, living in a, in a yurt in the middle of... Uh, yeah. I know, a forest and uh, yeah, again preconceptions which are daft absolutely yeah, daft yeah. Um, so so yeah so that's you know that's one area that is difficult but it, it, the positives are it's getting easier to eat out there's plenty of labelling now yeah you know yeah. labelling in supermarkets labelling on restaurant menus the allergens in the UK uh, all allergens should be listed by law or you can ask for them mm. so again that makes it easy to spot when there's milk or eggs or, yeah. or anything like that so yeah and, and and in regards to other people's attitudes to it you can't you can't 
influence other people's attitudes and and that's that's that you know i just got to have the confidence just to just to accept that you know, i can't change people's opinions of it and uh, you know there's still I mean, sort of a broader issue i suppose we went to a talk um from um a cyclist uh, an endurance cyclist um kate strong and um you know and she still gets these these kind of concerns around uh, you know her 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 vegan diet and in fact she's she's broken world records and so on still people still people think that it's it's an unhealthy diet so you know you 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 can't necessarily change people's views all you can do is is to give a you know to be a lighthouse to be to present a uh, yeah. to show that what you can do with these uh, you know from for me as a as an endurance cyclist and various other things as well i found that my recovery is so much better so i'm prepared to put up with people's people's negative perceptions because i know that it's it's really helped me yeah yeah again and i think you know the last thing anyone wants is preaching and um yeah and i think there's more like tom said just be a lighthouse and that's what we do i get people you know my main job role is as a teacher and uh, a school of a thousand odd plus kids i know one vegan pupil but the, mm. most of the pupils know i'm vegan so i get questions all the time some of them are standard daft questions but but quite a lot do show an interest and who knows where it leads you know you never know in the future if they leading but excuse me leading by example then who knows well they're taken up yeah, yeah so one of the other things we're going to talk about was again it's a similar thing is you know giving up alcohol i gave up mm. alcohol 18 years ago and again we may vi- revisit the reasons wherefores and where whys because of that but that was very difficult you know the difficulty of basically losing an entire social scene um coupled with the fact you know and the addictive craves cravings of alcohol that there are and can, can you just recap i mean because alcohol was a big part of your life yeah i mean i was a uh, early 30s still going out on the beers with friends and quite a regular sort of my partner still well she still drinks now but um you know, she was still drinking then or was drinking then so we used we were used to going to the pub every friday saturday or more mm. meeting up with friends doing this doing that going out getting absolutely hammered and then i just for various reasons decided to stop drinking and uh, set a, t- a, t- a date sort of six months in advance because uh, i knew i had loads of stag do's and weddings to go to so i was like i'm not gonna be able to manage that um and then just give up and but you know the difficulty being a lost friend well i wouldn't say a lost friends but the invites to go out on these social occasions diminished um then you know suddenly people don't see you as you i don't know it's weird they're mm. like they're less inclined to phone you up just on the cuff fancy going for a pint because no mm. <laughs> um and at first you do almost feel the need to hide away a bit mm. and that's the difficulty because you are avoiding um the situation just to make it easier on yourself um and as time goes on you sort of you get past that stage and you can reintegrate but but people see you differently i think that's mm. the difficulty it's like oh he's no longer neil going out doing daft things because he's had five beers or ten beers or how many beers and uh but you've been drinking you've been not drinking for longer now or, than i've been or drinking, drinking. <laughs> yet yeah, still that still that that that's still a part you yeah. know it's considered part of your, well, it, of your sort of yeah know, yeah it was, it was identity. Yeah. yeah it was and 
it's interesting you know it's in the in the first few years the difficulty is you don't feel you can put yourself in the position of going out to nightclubs and stuff like that mm. uh that's probably wrong because you can as long as you're, you're sort of strong enough in mm. what you're doing uh, again it wasn't a an addiction thing it wasn't like i was an alcoholic the reason i gave up so i wasn't having to avoid alcohol mm. you know not put myself in positions mm. where it was out i could do that quite happily be, be around alcohol mm. uh, without feeling yeah. an, an urge well, i think it's it's a big culture cultural feature in in where we live in britain but particularly this part of britain as well it's a huge cultural um norm i suppose yeah. that and, within, and it's not just confined to certain parts of society you know i mean we're both teachers and there's a huge amount of um drinking but you know a lot of a lot of people use that as a way to get through uh, difficult times and so on and uh, you know so it, it's uh, you know there's there's a quite a quite a bit of that but broadly you've got large numbers of people you know there's it's just part of the culture that you can that you can um Know, drink yeah. that everyone you know we, we'll go out and we'll get smashed on that you know and it's all good fun and all the rest of it and it is good fun <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, won't, I don't regret any of the uh the times that i did it you know to be honest it it was it was entertaining but my life has been improved by not drinking 100 percent. Mm. you know and uh i think what you were saying that i think it's it's weird i think people around this area in particular react I find it weirder that I don't drink than that I'm vegan you know I think, yeah, you know, talking yeah. of how the, the non-normal mm. to not drink is not normal <laughs> considered not normal being yeah. vegan is you know, yeah okay it's a bit weird people think but it's uh, yeah people do it but yeah but no good god you don't drink you, yeah. you haven't drunk for and kids especially mm. you know kids at school they're like well, you, you, know, you don't drink and uh, <laughs> they, they can't get their heads around it because there's so much you know we're talking about 14 year old kids there's so much part of their life not necessarily them drinking but mm. but the society around mm. them and uh, it is i mean and, and also in so many ways it's it's celebrated almost this kind of uh you know the the going out and getting drunk but the the uh, the downside of it is never focused on i mean we have a you know, huge problem with alcohol abuse and uh, you know the violence that comes from it and families breaking down and all that sort of thing but we we just you know it, it's just almost accepted but uh, uh, so for me that I, I i don't know how long it is about five years something like that I'm not quite must be more than that i can't remember you know it, it, when i first started it seemed strange as neil said he sort of trying to i felt like i couldn't go out because i thought that i used to have to thought that i had to drink just to relax i thought i had to drink to to be accepted mm. and now i really I, I don't find it a problem at all what, what i find shifts is you suddenly don't want to go out so it's yeah, shifted yeah. from feeling like you can't go out to feeling like well actually i don't want to go out because generally hammered people are quite boring mm. and uh, it's, it's like the, the, hmm. i've heard this story five times tonight <laughs> do i really want to hear it again why are you slobbering over me you know it's like that's true. That is absolute. That is true. And and but I'm also finding that you know you can actually engage in conversations with people. You can really you know, and people and even even drunk people like to be listened to. Mm. And you can actually listen. You know, you can listen to people and you can yeah. hear, learn things. And I found I find that you know that. But it's still very strange. You know, like um, when I 
when you've got like uh, you know, birthdays and so on, oh, well, I can't get you anything because you don't like alcohol. And you okay. don't like chocolate. And you don't like chocolate. So, uh, <laughs> so what can I get you? And uh, yeah. and it's, it's fine. I don't want anything. But it, you know, yeah. it, it's 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 very difficult for for people. And you, you know, you walk around the supermarkets, and uh, you know, and it's you know, alcohol is alcohol as a proportion of you know of of a of a, of a store is 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 yeah. greater than most other food items. Yet, uh, you know, I'm interested in any. Of and again, it. this isn't poo pooing alcohol mm. per se. You know, if you done in a controlled and I, yeah i'd like to think if i was the sort of person who could just I don't know, have one nice beer and leave it at that i'd probably be all right but that was part of my problem was uh, i just didn't know when to stop you know on a, once i started i mm. didn't know where to stop that evening didn't mean i had to drink the following day or anything it was just like yeah, you know, there was no in between with me, which is yeah. again we'll, we'll probably talk about that at some other point. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think it's, it's the reasons for drinking, isn't it? That's yeah. the concern. Well, that that comes back to what you were saying yeah. about the you know the feeling that you couldn't go out because you were, and that's why most of the people drink is to get a boost in confidence mm. and to, to give them the uh, feeling of ability to mix and mm. socially sort of what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, can't drink now, but um, yeah, yeah. But, it's, um... but it just allows you know. I mean, but there's other reasons for doing it as well. Some people need it or feel think that they need it to relax, or it's also habits. I remember when I used to on you know, at work, so you'd always have one on a Friday night because it was the end of the week. I need to have one on Thursday, you know, Thursday. God, you know, it's Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. Oh, well, whiny Wednesday. And it became a sort of, it was almost sort yeah. of a, uh, you know, a, a habit. And so that there would really only be a, probably a couple of days. But the effects of it for me as I got older, it just sort of, it lasted for longer. So I'd be tired and irritable and you wouldn't sleep and then that would spiral and then you'd argue and then you know there's all sorts of all sorts of factors involved in it that, that you know that that's what led me to stop it and there are always 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 events or occasions which which trigger that now now's the time i need to stop but, yeah but you know for me i've i found it again i found it so beneficial you know in terms of my energy levels my um mood yeah the health all sorts of things um but as you say it is, it is challenging because you're going against a cultural norm yeah, you're going against 90 yeah. percent of your peers at least 90 yeah. percent of your peers and that will know. change um, that will that will change in the future i'm I, you know yeah. things do and what was normal you know 50 years ago is not normal now and and you know yeah. when we really see the the health implications the you know, I don't know the impact upon the economy and all those sort of things of of, of the alcohol the NHS, culture. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, the positives massively outweigh the negatives, or I wouldn't still be doing it eighteen mm. years later. Mm. You know, the ability to just get up every morning and do what you want at any time. You know, mm. I don't have to. I'm not going to be rough tomorrow. You know, and the, I've, I've I felt ill a couple of months ago. I don't get ill very often, but I can't really was, but I felt a bit rough. And it was like, this was what people, I used to feel like every mm. weekend with a hangover, you know, this sort of groggy, claggy feeling. Mm. And uh, it was almost celebrated back, oh, yeah, rough, oh, God, mm. it was rough this morning, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. And it's like, well, no, I don't want to feel like that. I, I hate feeling ill, which mm. was part of the reason I gave up as well. Mm. You know? It's just like, I can do what I want. Mm. I'm out surfing, dipping, uh, doing whatever at whatever time. And Yeah, you, you mentioned it 
And you don't reckon that al- stopping alcohol really was an incentive to go on to all sorts of other aspects of it? Yeah, but this is an interesting thing, because has stopping alcohol... I mean, I was looking at it earlier. My, so my progression was I stopped drinking 18 years ago, became vegan probably 10 years ago, and then started seriously sort of investigating Buddhism five years ago, I guess. Yeah. So what everything else led from the giving up alcohol because it mm. opens up so much more of your your mind to be able to, t- mm. to cope with things or investigate things because you're not every weekend fighting a hangover or mm. considering things so and again then you also followed the same pattern mm. didn't you it's sort of it was alcohol vegan yeah dharma sort of thing wasn't it and, but, uh, but i do think that having that I mean, it's not just the clarity of thought and feeling better and all sort of thing it's also the knowledge that you know, I can't emphasise how significant, how important, how normal drinking lots of alcohol is in our culture. Mm. It's so it's so ingrained within it, and to actually know that you can, first of all, stop at this, stop you know, it's change your habit, but also that you can go against a cultural norm, actually has implications. Or actually, I can, you know, I don't need to have a burger or uh, you know i can i can give that i can eat plant-based diet even though that goes against much of our society and it's and and, you know and then other things start to come well does it have to be this way and and that's that's quite a liberating i think uh, again the key message which comes through uh, both of us used um alan carr's easy way Mm -hmm. to stop drinking book and his one of the key messages in there is you're not giving anything up you are gaining so much more than you, you you don't even think of it as mm. giving up because giving up suggests deny you know you're denying yourself something mm. that you want and yeah the the gains far outweigh mm. the uh, the losses by by a country mile you know what i've gained in health from being vegan and not drinking what i've gained mm. in time uh friendship uh you know all these aspects the amount of people you meet who are just great people who are involved with the the vegan community, you know. It's just generally very, very mm. proactive, um, caring, compassionate people, you know. Uh, and mm. there's a lot more people out there than you expect, both being vegan and teetotal. There's a lot of people who don't drink, but because mm. the overpowering societal images of of you know, going out and getting going on the lash every weekend the, these people don't really have a voice because there is no voice mm. in it because the voices all the drinks companies it's promoting it's drowned out by yeah. yeah 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 and when you actually see these people and again not to be afraid that you're not going to go out and enjoy yourself because it's not you can go out and enjoy and do as and have a great time that's your mm. mindset yeah, and, and, and it's often hidden. Your your true self is hidden behind the alcohol, and that, that sort of, you know, that, that false bravado that you can, that you know that that's, and also then it becomes a crutch. You, I have to have that. I have to have that to go. You know, I have to drink this amount before I can go out. And knowing now that you can go out and meet people and have conversations and do interesting things and go to interesting places, you're not for the. Uh, you know, there's no problem about driving to air, to to going to mm. somewhere to have, you know, something to drink, something to eat, to you know, different experience other than stumbling back from the local pub because you, you know, yeah. no one can drive. Yeah, yeah. So you know, too many, so many positives from that. But there are, you know, in all of these things, and that's what you start this this whole thing about. There are challenges to it, 
but knowing that there are always ways around those challenges and you know if you if you believe in what you're doing believe that it has you know not not just just faith not blind faith i'm talking about evidence the evidence base you know neil's spoken a lot about um the kind of health benefits of of a vegan or plant-based diet the benefits of not drinking you know it's 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 you know it's countless yeah countless articles well, again i think we're just going yeah the the evidence is just going to become stronger and stronger as the years go on and uh, i'd like to think that you know nhs is going to follow soon and uh, be prescribing mm. <laughs> these things to people to be honest uh and then just finally the third element of this which we're moving on to is like being following the the path as it was mm. the uh so you know both tom and myself became interested in uh um buddhism uh roughly the same time i think tom was slightly ahead because he'd done some meditation again we've mentioned this in series one mm. but we'll revisit it sometime so yeah you uh you've done some meditation and you yeah, wanted to know yeah. where it all stemmed from yeah and so we sort of started investigating it that way um so we both became, but it's difficult when the, again the whole world seems against to be following a different path. Mm. You know, the the, the Buddhist. Yeah, you know, what what would you say is the the most difficult bit of it? Well, I mean, the benefits of it are phenomenal. We've spoken about them. For for me, that awareness and understanding of I don't know motivations and all sorts of things. But the biggest for me, the challenge is is probably all entirely within my own head but it's this perception of what a buddhist looks like is does represents and um you know the wearing the robes and that sort of thing and 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 it sort of i didn't my in my fear of looking different standing out again and in exactly the same with the drinking and not drinking and and the vegan diet is is that it's you're different. You're standing out, and I, I didn't want to stand out. I still don't want to stand out. It's very hard to admit to anyone that you yeah. are, in inverted commas, a Buddhist. You know, it's like because yeah. that's that's another level of uh, yeah, teetotal. I sort of understand it. Veganism, mm. yeah, yeah, I get that. It's quite common nowadays, but yeah, or Buddhism. Ooh. Hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to justify it because I don't. It's not about. For no. me, it's personal. It's something that really I'm not trying to 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 promote it to anybody else. All I can talk about is how it, what it means to me and how it's helped me. And other, if other people feel you know have gained benefit from that, then that's brilliant. But it's got to be something that's personal. You start telling somebody else about this, that, and the other, and and then you know people if they're not ready they'd switch off yeah so so the most difficult thing is in your own head is what you're Mm, saying because again outwardly nobody knows it's not Mm. like if you go to the pub or go to a restaurant people Mm. are going to know you're a buddhist Mm. or something like that are they so yeah i was thinking i asked you the question what's the most difficult thing and i don't know the answer to me so is it difficult i think the difficult thing is when you're trying part of part of the eightfold path in buddhism is right speech or correct speech or something mm. like that and it's so that's probably the most difficult mm. element for me is and again it's not being a prude or anything like that but the sort of banter element that you have amongst mm. people and just the way people speak to each other and the way things are promoted on television and people speak to each other on there it's mm. just like it's difficult because you get caught up in it easily and you start mm. having a bit of banter but you never know where it's going to let going to mm. land or how it lands with somebody or how it may 
be causing them quite a lot of upset but it's mm. it's the societal norm again to do this you, know, you look in you look at social media and you see the, the the language and the you know the just awful attack you know abuse that people see as norm we used to see occasionally and it would have happened of course but it just seems to be entirely normal now that you'll have a a relatively neutral thread or, or statement or whatever it's that's come out to start with, and it'll be followed up by some appalling abusive language that you wouldn't have thought people would use face to face, but it just becomes, you know, it, it is inappropriate speech. It is it's just harmful, damaging, not just mm. for the person they're talking about, but you've got to think it's got to be have an impact upon the people saying it as well. And I think you know that. That is um, challenging in a yeah. society where that's that's yeah. Because again, you can feel ostracised if everyone's having a joke and a thing, like, mm. and suddenly you're like, well, no, I don't really think I should be saying this. Mm. Suddenly you're just sat on the periphery again, and uh, again, you can feel alienated if you let mm. yourself, or or superior if you really want to mm. take the wrong side of it. Um, judgmental, judgmental, yeah. yeah. And again, it's learning not to judge. It's quite an important part mm. of the. Of being on the path is it's non-judgment mm. because everyone's doing if i was in their position i'd be doing exactly the same thing or behaving the same way and so yeah again there's difficulties but it's it's a less obvious difficulties i think in being a buddhist if if you want because mm. it's not as over as some of the other things yeah, the yeah. Other difficulties so uh yeah so yeah um but yeah again every single one and the whole point of this, just to sort of bring it more to close, is you know, things are difficult. But if we don't seek out the difficult things, if mm. we give in too easily, then we're not going to grow. Mm. We're not going to grow as people. We're not going to grow or develop our compassion or our understanding of others. So we've got to face these difficulties. And just because it's difficult, I think in the modern world, we expect a quick fix or it to be easy. Because lots of things are, I want... I know. Years ago, I had to go to a library to research something in a book. Now I can type it in Google and have the response in one second. Mm. Um, it's easy, and life spe- people expect a quick fix, and none of these things are quick. You, mm. you know, becoming yeah. vegan, you're not going to see results for you'll you'll see some in straight away, but you're not going to see major results for mm. a few weeks, months. Teetotal, you know, that's a hard mm. ask if you've been ingrained in in drinking culture, or if you do have a serious drinking problem, mm. it's difficult, very difficult. Um, but even more so, whole food as well. Go forget being vegan, just being whole food sort of based. Yeah. It's so difficult nowadays. You pick up any item in a well, not any item, but lots of items in a supermarket, and there's lots of processed food. And that's mm. something we're going to hopefully touch on in coming episodes. Mm. Processed food uh, epidemic. And vegan food is is certainly not not uh, immune to that. It's it's no. a lot of vegan food is highly processed as well. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, so I think the message is, yeah, like, well, life is difficult, life is suffering, mm. whichever way you want to look at it. But the rewards are worth the effort, and that's where people people forget that putting in a bit of effort, the right effort, mm. can bring yeah, yeah, some great results and and, and an increase in your well being. Mm. And it's you know these short term changes, but actually you've got to think about in the long term yeah. the long term benefits far outweigh the far outweigh the problems that are created yeah and having the confidence you know just confidence that you're on the right track mm. even though it seems that you're swimming against the flow or swimming you're fighting mm. people going the opposite way mm. sort of thing but it is 
then there's a lot more people out there. That's in seeking out other people as well. I think yeah. that's important. You know, in a Buddhist setting, you might call it a sangha, but in there are groups of people with similar, you know, who who are on the same path, who are interested in these things, and it's just seeking out people, looking for. Yeah looking for those, you know, for the support as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, being... yeah. So you're not necessarily in an echo chamber, but you are just mm. supported. And even things, like I said, happy cow, just seeing all the number of people who are posting things about the restaurants. It's like, well, yeah, there are lots of people out there. I might not know them. Mm. And because certain areas of the world are sort of deserts when it comes to mm. people who are plant-based or people who are teetotal. But think wider. Think the interconnectedness... Mm of the whole world and there's people everywhere who, who mm. do have a similar view mm. i mean there's whole cultures around the world where drinking is not a thing <laughs> you know it's just it depends where you are yeah so so yeah stick with it um and like i say find people like-minded people they're out there and it's easier than ever talking about difficulties it's definitely easier than ever to find mm. these like-minded groups um so yeah definitely I think that'll do. Yeah, that's so, it. So thank you very much. Hopefully the sound will be all right. So they say we're sat in my car down the beach. It's interesting how during the course of this, the uh, it rained and then the sun came out. So uh, at the end, the sun came out. Yeah, so thank <laughs> you. Uh, right, thanks a lot. And thanks we'll all. see you soon. Bye now.